Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 30. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fellow entrepreneurs, my driving passion at Entrepreneur on Fire is to share the incredible journey of inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. We are here to support your journey, so go to eofire.com and join the Fire Nation email community. I have some great gifts that you will find incredibly helpful, and we are always creating more for our valued Fire Nation subscribers. And now, give it up for our five-star reviews. PPBC, Dean Patino, RKN80, and Lane Tommy. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and I look forward to thanking everyone who does the same. Okay, let's get started. I am simply exhilarated to introduce my guest today, Alfredo Antanasio. Alfredo, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, John. How are you? <laughs> Good, thank you. Alfredo is the COO and co-founder of youassist.me, which is dedicated to providing remote executive assistance, social media management, and online marketing support. In 2010, Alfredo was an honoree of the Miami Power 30, under 30, and was also a part-time professor at the School of Economy and Business in El Salvador. Alfredo, I've given a little overview of yourself. Why don't you tell us a little more about who you are and what you do? And forgive me, even though we practiced before the interview, I know I butchered your last name a little bit, so go <laughs> ahead and tell us the correct pronunciation as well. <laughs> sure, it's Atanasio. Oh, so close, but so far away. I, no, it, it was close. It's closer than usual. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, as you mentioned, I'm the CEO. Actually, I'm the chief everything officer, let's say, say it like that, of you assist me. And we, we provide remote administrative support, which is basically uh, virtual assistance. Um, and we, we've been honored with the Inc. 30 Under 30 uh, Award this year from Inc. Magazine, which is really exciting for us. And um, um, as you mentioned, I'm also, I love to share my experiences on entrepreneur. So I'm a part-time professor at the School of Economy and Business in El Salvador. So I share my experience with my students every day. And I love that. Um, I'm also part of the Art Museum of El Salvador. I'm, I'm a member of the Junior Board, so that's one of, of my other passions. I collect contemporary art from very young artists, which uh, young artists because that's when they're still affordable. <laughs> wow, well, you definitely have a lot of worthwhile passions. It's great to see you delving into so many different areas and giving back so much to the community. That's just really magnanimous of you, so thank you for that. Thank you. Let's transition into our first topic, and that is our success quote. At Entrepreneur on Fire, we like to start every show off with our guest's favorite success quote because it really helps get the motivational ball rolling and get our listeners really pumped for the rest of the content that we're about to provide. Alfredo, could you give us your success quote? Well, I'll share my success quote. It's... Um it's, I am a great believer in luck, and I find the harder I work, the more I have of it. So basically, it means that you really, really have to work for what you want. There's no easy way to get what, what you're looking for, so you have to work for it. 
Yes, I definitely am a believer in that quote. And another one that I live by that has the word luck in it as well is that luck is when effort meets opportunity. And that really... Oh, I love that one. Yeah, that really says a lot of what you were just speaking of is that you're going to make your own luck if you're really putting in the time and the effort. So they, they speak to the same thing. I really love your version. So I'm going to make sure to write that down on my quote board here. But can you <laughs> give us an example of how you use that quote in your life? Sure. Well, every day I'm, uh, I've become a workaholic. Before um, having you assist me, I used to work uh, for another private company and, um, and really when we are an entrepreneur, you have to work, you, you, you work like a zillion times much more when you're an entrepreneur than when you're part of a private company or a public company even. So I, I really apply this quote every day because look, I'm, I'm working at my office and it's Labor Day weekend. So, and, and I work every day. So, so I, I think um, when you decide that you're going to have your own business and when you're an entrepreneur, you have to um, really know that it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easier than working for another company. You really have to work for what you want, but the, the effort is definitely worth it. No, and here you and I are. It's Labor Day, specifically, Monday, September 3rd, 2012. We're working, we're in here, we're putting in the hours, but at the same time, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but for me, it doesn't really feel like the typical term work. It really is something that I just enjoy doing. I'm passionate about sending the message of successful and inspiring entrepreneurs such as yourself to my audience. I love sitting down and talking to people like you who have such a passion for life and a passion for what you do. So for me, it doesn't really feel like quote unquote work. I mean, yes, we are here and we're putting the effort and the time in. Do you have that same mentality? Sure. I really love my, I mean, I love coming to my office every day. I mean, and I really enjoy it. So it's, it's called work, but really it's my hobby. So I love, I'm, I'm making money out of my hobby. That's very awesome. So Alfredo, we're going to transition to our next topic now, and that's failure. Because at Entrepreneur on Fire, we really delve into the journey of each entrepreneur that we spotlight. And that's you today. We want to hear your story. And you're an entrepreneur. You've done many things. And so at some point in your journey, you've come across an obstacle. You've hit a challenge head on. You have failed at some point in your life. Can you take us through one of these things and exactly how you reacted to it? Sure. Well, as cliche as it sounds, I, I don't like to call it failure. <laughs> I, I, I prefer to think uh, positive out of all the obstacles I've encountered. Um, but uh, specifically with you assist me, uh, one of our biggest challenges was getting our first clients. And actually, one of my business partners, he's no longer with the company, but he was one of the original business partners. He was in charge of sales and I was in charge of operation and and. And I was uh, really stressed out because we had six months without a single paying customer. So it was so frustrating. I had uh, um, quit my job, which is, was stable. I was earning good money to become, uh, to, to found uh, You Assist Me. And, and I, I was here without a single paying customer and a lot of people working with, it, with me. 
So that was my first obstacle. So let's call it obstacle instead of a failure. Absolutely. But <laughs> um, first, I mean, you have to be realistic and you have to know what, what you're into, you're getting into. So to overcome this obstacle, I had to take matters into my own hands. And, and I, will, I, I had to talk with my business partners and telling them that I, I really didn't believe we were going in the right track sales-wise. So... Um, I start getting customers myself. And, and the funny thing is, I always said, I'm getting into this business, but I will not be in charge of sales because I hate sale, selling. I really am not no good at sales, so I'll be in charge of operation. But please, please don't get me, uh, it, don't put me in charge of sales. And, and the funny thing is, I, I'm now in charge of sales and I'm the one who, who's, um, I'm getting the customers for the company. So, so I've, uh, I've, turned this obstacle into a really positive thing about my work and now I'm I'm starting to enjoy it because I really love love what we're doing here and and now I'm uh, the biggest I mean the the I think I'm the best salesperson this company can have because I really believe in what we're doing so so it's that that's how I overcame this uh, obstacle I love your perception on failure because the reality is, is that perception is reality. And when you perceive a failure as a failure, then it truly is a failure. But when you perceive a failure as just another obstacle or a challenge to overcome, then that's exactly what it is. And it becomes something that is able to be overcome. So I'm glad that you look at things that way. It's a great lesson that's passed along. And I want to get down to the ground level now. So you were six months in length without a paying customer, you were stressed out, you took over sales, you've learned a lot of lessons throughout that time frame. What was one major lesson that you can pull out of that failure that you specifically applied to you assist me that was successful? Well, again, I think um, if you really believe in what you're doing and, and if you're really solving a great problem people have, because I think sometimes uh, entrepreneurs uh, are inventors and, and they, we, I mean, we invent solutions to problems, but we have to be sure that the problem exists in order to become successful. So um, I think if you really believe in what you're doing, you will, you will definitely overcome the obstacle. So, and I think um, talking a little bit more about the same thing about failure and, and obstacles, um, as an entrepreneur, you have to be ready to have a lot of obstacles. I think there's one in eight business is actually succeed. So really, the statistics are not in our favor, but we have to believe in what you're in what we're doing. And and if if the business turns out to be the wrong business, or or if you fail in your venture, then think of it as, I mean. The money you spent in that business could have been, you will learn more putting that business than in a master's degree. So I think you have to learn from everything. Great. Thank you for sharing that. We're going to transition now into our next topic, which is the aha moment. As an entrepreneur, we all have aha moments at different times in our journey. Some are small little light bulbs that come on. Some are big lightning bolts that just illuminate the entire sky and we're just like, ah, oh, that is exactly what I need to do. And we charge for it and everything works. Did you have a very distinct aha moment? Oh, yes, I really did. I, I, I did. Um, 
uh, I've been, I have had a lot of businesses myself since I was like 10 years old. So I've always been very busy. And, and when I, when I was around 20 something, I had, I hired my own assistant and, um, I live in El Salvador. I've lived in El Salvador for most of my life, and uh, but I travel a lot. So I had my assistant, and 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 she she lived in a different city than I did. So I was driving from the airport with who now is one of my business partners, and we were discussing several things about m my business and and how I dealt with everything. So I start talking about my assistant, um, and when I told him that she lived in a different city than I, because I really traveled all over. Um, he, he, he suddenly looked at me and said, Hey, we should do a business out of that. And I was like, wow, I, I really, we should really do a business out of that. Cause, um, she lived like 50 miles away from, from where I lived, but I never, I've, I just saw her the time I hired her. So I, I figured we could do this with people in the States and we would have people here in El Salvador because El Salvador is very, it has a very Americanized culture and we're just two hours away from Miami. So so we figured it would be very easy for us to differentiate ourselves from the uh, Indian companies that provide this type of service. So so that's where we where it really hit us. We, we could really make business uh, a lot of money out of this. So that, that's when it, it happened. So you had that aha moment. What were the actions that you took directly following that aha moment? Well, immediately, I mean, the day after that discussion with, with my business partner, I started drafting a business plan and started betting the idea with friends and family uh, to see what would they, they think about this. And two weeks later, um, I had a meeting with, with all of, of who are now business partners in Miami. And, and then I presented my my draft a business plan and we decided to start the business then i think the business plan part is, is really important because that way you really really learn about the business before before venturing into it and you, you really find out if there's really a demand if there's a demand for that type of service or product you're trying to sell so i really recommend everyone to start with the business plan so you started your business plan you were talking with family and friends you got some great advice you took some powerful action. What happened to actually make you assist me come to life? Well, I mean, after that, after that, um, I mean, after that meeting we had in Miami, I start, we, when we decided we wanted to start the business, we we start working. I actually started working to to build a business to start getting all of the suppliers and start drafting all the services we're going to offer. I think one of the biggest problems of aspiring entrepreneurs is that they think too much about starting a business. And you miss, you must be a person of action and take the risk of starting the business. Because I, I, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, I wish I had this business. Oh, I have this idea I want to do. And, and they never do them. So it's really important for an entrepreneur to start someday, somehow start a business. It's about not losing the momentum. There, there's a great quote of, of this musical, Evita, uh, Tim, uh, Tim Rice's Evita, and it says uh, that it's very difficult to keep momentum when it's you that you are following. And I love that quote because that's the challenge. You, have, you, you cannot lose the momentum. You cannot lose the ability of inspiring yourself and inspiring others around you. That's part of being an entrepreneur. That's powerful. So... You have really had that aha moment. 
I love the quote that you said even prior to the Evita quote, which is that you must be a person of action. That is so true. That resonates so well with entrepreneurs because they have all been people of action because that is how they made it to where they're at. So Alfredo, we've jumped around a little bit. We talked about a major obstacle you had when you went six months without a single client. Then we jumped kind of backwards into your aha moment, which was the light bulb of the potential to create You Assist Me. You're currently sitting with You Assist Me right now. It's a very successful company. You've won a lot of accolades. Have you had an I made it moment yet? <laughs> Not really, because I want to be very conservative, so to say. Um, I, still, I think we, need, we still need to grow uh, a little bit more to be, to be sure that we actually made it. Um, We've, we're profitable uh, and and we're we're growing a lot and we're having awards and everything. But I don't want to say I made it because I I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> so, uh, but I think we're in the right track, really in the right track. So I hope it stays this way. Well, I wish that that happens as well. So best of luck in that venture, and that's a great mentality to have, and that's a mentality that many entrepreneurs do have. Even if you do reach that goal that you set for yourself, we continue to raise the bar to continue to propel us forward and create more and better businesses all around. So, Alfredo, right now you are the CEO, the everything officer of You Assist Me. I love how you define that. That's so great. I've actually never heard that before. <laughs> What's one thing that's really exciting you about You Assist Me right now? Well, everything. It's really exciting. I, I, I love this business because every day is different. So so it's very exciting to come to work because you never know what you're going to be in, what you're going to be working in because we have several customers and everyone's requests can be so weird sometimes. So it's very exciting to come to work. But um, strategically speaking, I'm, I'm very excited about the growth we're having right now. We, we've had um, a lot of very good PR. With all the um, the awards, the Inc. magazine mentioned, and um, and everything's happening uh, very quickly for us, and we're very excited that we're really growing. We've we we were around 20 people last year, and now we're around 40 something. So it's it's huge for us to start um, to, to grow like this. We're about to to be uh, to have our third year anniversary, and and in around two weeks. So we're very excited about that celebration as well. So you currently have 40 employees at You Assist Me? Yes, yes. 42, I guess. Wonderful. Well, Alfredo, the word entrepreneur is a mystery to many people. At Entrepreneur on Fire, we really try to pull back the curtain and show our listeners exactly what an entrepreneur does every day. Now, obviously, you just went into a little detail Every day is a mystery. Every day is a surprise. You don't know when you go into work what is in store for you. And that in and of itself is very exciting. However, we still do have common tasks that we need to complete each day to keep the business running that occupy a majority of our time. What are two tasks that you find that are occupying a good portion of your day? Uh, Well, I guess, well, mostly I'm in charge of making sure there's no chaos going on. Uh, My job is like, like if I were an air traffic controller. So, so many little stupid things can go wrong that can lead to disaster and I'll make sure they, they really don't happen. 
Um, and I also spend a lot of time prospecting new clients and ironically in charge of sales, which I really didn't like, mm-hmm. but now <laughs> that's part of my day. So, yeah. So we have to add to your titles the chief chaos officer. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Alfredo, you're very passionate about You Assist Me. Give us a little inside glimpse into the vision that you have for the future of You Assist Me. Sure. We 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 were trying, and what we we're trying to do is to make um, having a virtual assistant mainstream today. Uh, having a virtual assistant is still a very weird thing, if you want to call it like that. Um, and people are not used to having someone in another country or in another city working for them because they think outsourcing is just for the big companies. And uh, we're trying to make this uh, to to educate our potential customers and making sure they understand that, that um, having a virtual assistant is actually very beneficial for them, especially for startups and small businesses that have very limited budgets and um, that they can usually cannot afford to have a full-time person with them and they definitely could uh, benefit from having a virtual assistant. And I think, um, yeah, small businesses and startups are, 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 should be um, our core market. Where do you draw your pool of virtual assistants from? Well, we, we I mean, everything happens. We have two offices. We, we have our sales office in Miami, and then we have our operation center in El Salvador. And all of our virtual assistants work from our office in El Salvador. And, and, and we have – El Salvador is very um, – as I mentioned, it has a very Americanized culture. And, and around 20 or 30 percent of El Salvador's population actually live in the States. So we have a lot of people coming. A lot of our assistants actually were born and raised in the States and are, are back in El Salvador. And, they come to work with us, so so it's it's something really cool for us because we we can find very very good people and people that are very um, uh, in sync with what ha- what's happening in the states. So uh, that really it's very beneficial for us and for our customers as well. So just to draw a better picture for the listeners, like for instance, Virtual Staff Finder is a service that I'm semi familiar with, and they're based out of the Philippines they will actually vet out potential virtual assistants and then send you three or four quote-unquote candidates. But those virtual assistants still live and work from home. They really don't have any contact with Virtual Staff Finder after that initial interview process. Does you assist me? Am I hearing that correctly, that the virtual assistants actually have an office to go to in El Salvador where they're working out of? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, they don't work from home. They work from our office. This way, we can uh, we can make sure they have all the equipment necessary. We have uh, backup internet, uh, electricity, everything, so they can really, really work. And because I've worked before having you assist me, I I tried a lot of companies, uh, especially in India and Philippines, and and some of them did what you just mentioned, and people were working from home. But I re- I really didn't like it because. Um, there are so many things that can, can go wrong, uh, like internet con- 
connections and electricity that that they will be a really huge obstacle for for them to complete their jobs. So what we do here is that we hire people, we train them, and we have them available. And when a customer asks for a virtual assistant, they give us a, a job description, and then we send them a couple of candidates, but they are already working with us in the office, so they can choose and 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 interview them. So yeah, everyone works from the office. So just being a person that talks to so many small business owners and entrepreneurs on a daily basis, this question continually comes up. And so I'm just wondering if you have an answer for this or if you assist me has addressed this issue. And that is that the entrepreneur is excited to get a virtual assistant, but then they're like, this person is virtual. They're thousands of miles away potentially. How do I really know what they're doing throughout the course of a day? Is there some kind of system that you use that shows a report of what the virtual assistant has been doing throughout the day? Is there a tracker of any kind? Is there anything that's kind of big brother-ish? <laughs> yeah, we, we, well, we have, we call it the end of day report and, and that's what it is. It, it, after the end of the day, uh, the assistant sends their, uh, their boss a report with everything that she's been working on and, um, and everything that's that's pending, so they can keep track of it. We we prefer not to we we do not uh, track hours per se because we really don't bill by the hour, but we we like to track progress. Because another thing, I um, I experimented when I had a virtual assistant in, from India was that they charge a very low per hour rate, and it seemed to be very economical. But after I used this assistant, I realized it actually was very expensive because the assistant would take forever to complete everything or to understand what I was saying. So, so I really, that's why I, when I started you assist me, I said, I really didn't want to track uh, the hours, but the progress. So let's take a entrepreneur. He comes to you and he says, Alfredo, I'm looking for a virtual assistant who is going to sort my emails, potentially respond to some emails, handle my calendar, set appointments, maybe do some writing and things along those lines, just very basic virtual assistant activities. What is the price range that they could expect from you assist me? Well, uh, our, we have three different plans and we have one that's $250 and that usually, that's uh, all of our plans include a full-time available assistant, which means the assistant is available from nine to 6 PM Um but works uh, at different intensities. So for instance, these uh, $250 package would give you an assistant that's being shared with, uh, let's say, six other clients. So, so you have an idea of how much you can delegate. I would say if you want to put a number of hours in it, I would say that around one to one-ish one hour a day. Then we have the other one that's the most popular plan we have at $699 per month and, and gives you the same. It's a full-time available assistant. And um, we, we also give you a dedicated phone line with the area code of your choice so you can give it out to everyone. And when someone calls to your office, the assistant answers like as if she w was with you. And then this $699 uh, plan, uh, it's you're, you have this assistant, but it's shared with another person. And then we have uh, our full-time assistant, which means the assistant only works for you, and that's $1,400 per month. And so that's a full-time dedicated assistant that is strictly working 
40 hours a week for you that's answering any phone calls that are coming in and they are handling just your business. Yeah, exactly. Well, for phone calls, we have uh, all of the plans can work for because for, uh, we have a lot of, for instance, we have a lot of realtors and we have a lot of customers. Uh, we, we do a lot of customer service, but sometimes people have only like three calls per day or four calls per day and they need someone that's available during the whole day, but they really cannot afford to have 14 to spend $1,400 per month. So we, we will recommend uh, a smaller package in this case. But in all of the packages, the assistant is available during the whole day. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's going to be a huge help for our listeners to understand exactly what you assist me offers. That was just a great explanation. I have a full grasp of it. And it's a very exciting business. Thank you. So Alfredo, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I provide you with a series of questions, and you come back with a series of amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, it's fear of failure, definitely. And um, a funny thing happened with you, Assist Me. We started the business in September 16th, uh, and my wife told me she was pregnant with our first child on September 18th. So wow. you can imagine my fear of failure in that case. <laughs> I'm going to call it failure right now, <laughs> the fear of failure. <laughs> we'll let you do that. That is potentially <laughs> terrifying. What is the best business advice you've ever received? Well, I think there's no specific best business advice, but uh, what I do is to I read a lot of books of how great companies were founded, and uh, one of my favorite is called "It's Made in America," which is Sam Walton's autobiography. It's it's really great. There are a lot of great business advice in in that book. Wonderful. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? Well, I, I think uh, it's the quality of the work and, and um, we we like to build our business based on relationship with our clients. So I guess that's it. We're building relationships and at the same time, we're also helping our clients to build their businesses. So I think that's really working for us. So you just mentioned a great book by Sam Walton. What's the best business book that you've read in the last six months? Huh. Interesting. I've read so many. <laughs> I've read so many. It can be in English or Spanish. Well, it's not a business book, but it's 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 it can be applied to business. And I've I've read it like five times, and I just read it like a month ago. And it's the Forty Eight Laws of Power. I'm not sure if you've read it, but it's a great business. It's it's a great book that can be applied to business. I've never heard of that, but if you've read it five times, I'm going to at least read it once. Sure. I really <laughs> recommend it. The last question is my favorite, but it's kind of a tricky one, Alfredo. So you can take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all of the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have right now, but your business had completely disappeared, kind of forcing you to start with a clean slate, which many of our listeners find themselves in right now. What would you do in the next seven days? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, if I had the same experience and knowledge I have today, probably I would try to 
to build it again, but I'm not sure. Uh, I probably, with all the knowledge I have now, probably I would can, can save a lot of time and money uh, doing the the startuping part of the business. So I guess I could really start it all over again. So try to be specific for the next seven days. What would they look like? First of all, I would I would really hire the best people I could because that's really important. Uh, you have to be surrounded by really good people, and 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 when you're building the business, you really have to. Your team can should be the best you can get. So that that would be the first thing. I, I probably would spend the first three to four days um, setting up the team again, getting really good people to help me build a business. Because really, when you're I really doubt that you can start a business all by yourself. You really need some kind of help, at least uh, if not uh, as part of, of the business, at least someone that could be of uh, moral support. <laughs> I cannot agree more. <laughs> Alfredo, thank you for joining us today. You've given us some great actionable advice, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one last piece of guidance then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, again, I, I just want to tell everyone that really, if you're if you have a business in mind, and if you really believe in what you're doing, and and that you're solving a real problem, that you should really take action, and and you have to be a person of action. And I guess that that's I think that's really important. We don't have to. We don't have to forget that. We really have to be a person of action. So I guess that's the best advice probably I can give everyone. Okay, now give yourself a plug. Sure. Well, everyone should try. Should visit you assist me. Uh, our webpage is www.uassist.me, and we're here to help our extraordinary assistants for extraordinary people. Wonderful. Thanks again, Alfredo, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Sure, John. A pleasure. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. My one call to action for you is to go to eofire.com, join our email list, and receive our ever-growing supply of gifts to include WordPress video tutorials, an entrepreneur quiz with complete diagnosis, and access to our weekly newsletter. Also, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level, visit ignitemastermind.com, Join our elite mastermind community and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.